It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of blindandroidusers.com. Kick back, relax, and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys and gals as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 99 of the Blind Android Users Podcast. We're recording on this Halloween weekend, October the 29th, 2022. I'm Warren Carr alongside with my co-hosts, John Dyer from Virginia, Doc Cameron from Canada, Red-Headed Stranger, a.k.a. Miriam from Egypt, Austin Pinto from Mumbai, India, and we've got some special guests today. We've got the Judge Diani, who will be bringing us his Android journey story. And from Poland, we have a couple guests, Slawomi and Greg. These are your guys from the Seeing Assistant group. And today we're talking about the assistant move. So in other words, we're talking about the Seeing Assistant move. And that is what we've got coming up for you. In this episode, we have announcements coming up, followed by the spotlight in which the guys from Poland talk about this app, the Seeing Assistant Move. The red-headed stranger, a.k.a. Miriam, brings us her entries in the CSR series, The Confused Screen Reader. Then we have John Dyer comparing the Pixel Watch to the Galaxy Watch Pro 5. And we close today's episode with our friend, Dijaj Diani from India, as he tells of his Android journey story. Welcome to episode 99. Doug, I hear it's cold out there in Canada. What's going on, my man? Yeah, it, it, it's cold, but it's not horrible yet. We're sitting around that um, zero Celsius, 32 Fahrenheit. So I, I'm still surviving pretty decently. We've so, got 25 not... here, so we're, we're cooler than you. I don't know what's yeah. going on. <laughs> I'm, I, I mean, like, we're still hot. <clears throat> Compared to you, we're hot. So, you know, I'm I'm cool with that. <laughs> well, it's time to, you know, uh, bring out that uh, whatever it is that you drink, uh, hot tea, cider. This is the time of year. I drink a lot of cider. Uh, it's just a beautiful thing. Ooh, give me an Irish whiskey. I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Miriam, what's going on, my dear? It's not bad. The weather is awesome. I, because, we're like, in the fall, it's the best weather where I live, particularly. Um, and what's great about my town is the fact that you get onto like this ferry and you get to Asia. So basically, it's two two part town. Part of it is in Africa, and another part is in Asia. So yeah, it's it's great. Um, I'm enjoying the weather mostly, and I'm really excited for our hundred episode next week. Are you sailing to India by any chance? Uh, is there a port? Uh, you know, port India out there. Oh, maybe I might do that in the future. Why not? <laughs> a way to go. There, yeah, you know. yeah. And Austin can fix you a drink. You know how that boy is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Austin, talking about you fixing drinks, what do you have going? So Diwali is just over and a lot of firecrackers this year. But now it's cooling down a lot. It's 23 degrees Celsius here. So it is... Not bad. It's the but the winter is going to be very cold this year because it, it's just the end of October, and it should be warmer now. But it's cooling down, so the winter is going to get cold, and it's it's very good. Uh, the work is going on, everything is good. I'm excited for our hundredth episode. 
Beautiful. John Boy, what's going on with you? Hey, I'm good. It's been a pretty standard week for me. Uh, the weather's nice. It's around 60 degrees, so it's still pretty warm here. Um, yeah, I haven't been up to much. Let's now turn our attention to announcements. Austin, what do we have for announcements? This has been an unbelievable announcement. Somebody has made a generous donation of $100. And I could not believe that. I read that page two, three times. But I have a request that next time, whenever you all donate, you all please use PayPal. Because whenever we use buy me a coffee link, it takes $8 from your donation. But PayPal gives us the entire money. And we are thankful for any amount, big or small. So that is the announcement from here. And you all all must join us for the 100th episode. We will post the links two, three days before the announcement on all our groups. So if you have not subscribed to the group, you should subscribe. Or you can email contact us at blindandroidusers.com and we will give you the link that way also. And whoever you are that donated that $100 to us, frankly, I don't know what to say to you, but you need to come to the party. Even if you do not want to make yourself known, uh, we just want you to come and celebrate with us. And thank you so much because, you know what, it couldn't have come at a better time because our uh, domain renewals coming up in December. So you have just saved us a big headache. And we yeah. want to say thank you so much because this is unbelievable. And we're looking forward to seeing you guys during this celebration. We ask that you come to this party because it's a huge one. Although we have another one coming up in the month of December, and that will be our two-year anniversary. But we do want to see you during this centurion, 100th anniversary of our podcast. Let's now turn our attention to our wonderful friends from Poland. And this week, we're talking about the Sing Assistant move. And by the way, Sing Assistant is the umbrella. And so things like move or uh, home, and I think there's another one in development. I'll let um, Greg and Slower me talk about that. You guys, welcome to Blind Android Users Podcast. And let's begin with you, uh, Slow Ormi. Uh, what's going on in Poland? Tell us a little bit about Poland, because I think a lot of our listeners perhaps don't know where Poland is or if there are any other cities in Poland uh, besides uh, Warsaw. Um, hello. Uh, nice to meet you. Nice to hear you. Nice to be with you. Um I don't think I should talk too much about Poland because um, you can get this information, I don't know, from Wikipedia. Uh, there is, I'm from Warsaw. I mean, I live now in Warsaw for many, many years. Uh, it's the capital of Poland. We've got um, cities like Krakow, uh, Poznan, Gdansk, Lutsch, um, and many, many, many others. Uh, in people that live um, about 38 million people uh, so um, it's in central europe uh, by the baltic sea 
uh, and so on and so on and so on. And in this in this country, there is a uh, Polish uh, software house, house uh, called, um, I mean, with the name, not Polish name, really uh, uh, Transition Technologies. And that's the company in which we work and in uh, which we develop uh, our seeing assistance. Firstly, I begin, maybe I'll tell a few words about the company. I mean, this company was founded in 1991, uh, so it's, um, it's been a while. Um, there were On the beginning, there were f five people. Now it's, uh, I think, over 3,000 um, th uh, 3, uh, people employed. We've got offices in Poland, different cities in Poland, uh, also in other countries like Germany, uh, France, U United States, um, Sweden, I think, and in Malaysia, in Asia. So, um, and the company is uh, main uh, area is uh, totally. <laughs> different than, than this one in which we are working. Uh, so the company um, is doing many uh, different solutions for energy market, for power uh, stations, for uh, gas, uh, natural gas storage, um, and uh, now also um, some solutions for medicine, uh, in many, many fields. It's a big um, software house, um, but uh, practically from the beginning, um, the uh, management of the, of the company uh, was uh, thinking about doing also something else to, to other people. I mean, when, when uh, they realized that they earned uh, enough money, uh, or quite a lot of money, they said, okay, why not to do um, something for uh, people who need or might need uh, our help or our uh, our knowledge. Um, and uh, that's uh, how the story with the seeing assistant has started, which was about um, 12 years ago. Um, so uh, and during all this time, we uh, were developing, you know, these this applications like you said, seeing assistant home, seeing assistant move. There was also sailing um, this is on uh, iOS, uh, seeing assistant alarm, GPS, um, and others. Uh, but this main uh, or more important to our uh, seeing assistant home and seeing assistant move. Uh, Slowomi, tell us, what's your role in all of this? Um, I call myself uh, Spiritus Movens from Latin, which is, uh, which is the, um, I'm the, I'm the engine, let's say, of, of this project. Uh, but Gregor is uh, the brain. Uh, and uh, there are also other people working um, on this project, mainly testers um, and people who um, uh, also volunteers, uh, the users who uh, call us and, or write us and 
ask for new functions, new solutions. Uh, they share their ideas. They share their uh, exper um, exper experience. Um, so uh, it is uh, it is um, the project that lives, uh, you know, on different platforms and different levels uh, as it should be because we are doing um, you know the application for the blind we are uh, also blind i'm partially sighted very partially sighted gregor's blind uh, and other people also uh, here that work in the company uh, but we've got also sighted people mainly uh, developers for android and ios because that uh, a field is is not accessible or not is not very friendly and it's diff difficult to um, to make native uh, applications for the systems for the blind person so uh that's why we uh we do it uh, you know with with sighted people hey greg how about you tell us about yourself and since you the uh, brain behind all of this uh, tell us about your role and how you came to this or to be part of this seeing assistant. Okay. Hello, uh, everybody. It's nice to meet you online today. Uh, so uh, I think that the Spogomir is, in fact, the brain behind the uh, seeing assistant applications. Uh, he is an inventor of this uh, idea, uh, the offer of many. Uh, initiatives regarding new functions uh, how to say i might say he is a, a product owner i mean the people the man who uh, drives uh, who drives uh, the direction these uh, products are going and i'm not a brain i'm only one of uh, many hands uh, working on on these uh, projects my uh, role is mainly uh, regarding uh, server, I, I server side uh, software developing. I mean, some sort of PHP, JavaScript, uh, prototyping some some things on the uh, web applications, some simple things, and uh, but mainly the uh, backend server backend uh, uh, technology, uh, for example, the processing of the map uh, data. OpenStreetMap data and uh, improving the uh, Valhalla routing engine we are using, and I think we'll be talking about it in in near future, and things like this. So the server side software developer. Let's talk about the name Seeing Assistant. How did you guys come up with this chosen name Seeing Assistant, which is actually the umbrella for all of your apps that you produce, like the Move, the Home, and the other one you just mentioned a little while ago, the Sailing, and then there's another one on um, the Apple side of things that we don't have on Android. Tell us about how you came about choosing the title Seeing Assistant. Oh, the story is not very exciting. I mean, it was just a natural process of of uh, choosing uh, a name there was a brainstorm uh, with the people who at that time were uh, involved in this project 
we are discussing, quarreling, uh, and finally uh, we uh, voted and uh, this name uh, uh, was chosen uh, for the application. Um, it's uh, from for, from one side it's good, from the other it's bad. I mean, good. It's because it tells quite a lot about uh, about the project, about its uh, aim. Uh, but it is probably a bit too long. Uh, but it is so, and uh, we are not going to to change it. So, what actually does seeing assistant move does uh, actually? Oh, that is a very, very, very long uh, story because the application is um, very big. I mean, uh, it has many functionalities, and in fact, it's it is not the only. It is not one app. It is it is uh, um, several apps in one app, uh, complex or. Um, set of functions maybe not complex because you know uh, we still have um, many ideas and uh, things to do um, but it's uh, it has got a lot of um, functions that uh, are projected to um, blind people uh, we are concentrating from the beginning to um, to uh, give as many possibilities as possible uh, to uh, this uh, GPS uh, information that we can get from the maps points um, and uh, oh for I mean of course you have to know that that uh, we were inspired also by by this lodestone application that was made on on android not android on uh, 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 symbian phones uh, by the way created by uh, your uh, colleague from canada uh, i forgot his name uh, kirk uh, gregor can you help me Sean Kirkpatrick, of course. Ah, Kirkpatrick. It's a Canadian. Sean Kirkpatrick, yeah. Kirkpatrick, yeah. So as a Canadian uh, product, we're talking about Lodestone here that you guys kind of got an idea yeah. from and decided to do your own, but maybe fix fix it better. Because um, sometimes what happens is that when someone has an app, uh, there are some pitfalls, and then someone says, "Hey, I wish they could have done something better. They could have done it this way." And if you're a developer, then you come better, up with your own and do your own, right? Yeah, yes, that's right. But you know, better because the uh, uh, possibilities that came with these new um, uh, smartphones with uh, the tactile screens uh, were also bigger than this presented by uh, Symbian so uh, that's that's why um, and we are really using also points mainly it's a, this this application is is uh, concentrating on using points the other level would be uh, when we could use more 
objects uh, like lines uh, or fields, uh, things like that. Uh, but it is another another story. Um, so um, generally, with seeing assistant move, you can get different inf information from different sources of points, um, like OpenStreetMap, Google Maps, uh, and you can. We've got um, several main functions first one would be monitoring which is uh, when you turn on monitoring and select the source of points that you want to monitor uh, the application will announce you um, the closest point from that category so when you get uh, uh, when you are in a tram or in a bus and you are interested in uh, stops bus stops you are passing by you just uh, select uh, the source of points, uh, people, transportation, um, and uh, from now on, the application can give you information about the closest uh, bus stop, uh, and that's that's it. Uh, then you've got the exploration mode in which you can uh, explore this, the the area that is around you. So when you move the phone around, uh, the application will tell you about points that are in the direction you are showing. Um, when you put hold your phone with, your, with the screen to the sky and turn around, the application will uh, tell you about the points that are in the direction you are, you are uh, indicating. Uh, the other function is um, tracking points you can add any point <clears throat> to so-called track uh, uh, and uh, the application will give you information about the distance about uh, the direction to that point um, and uh, you can track or one point on azimuth or you can <clears throat> create uh, your own route. Route is a set of points that um, come one after another. They, they, they have got uh, a um, set order uh, from one, uh, you know, to, to the, from the first one to the last one. Uh, so the order is uh, very important here and, and uh, <clears throat> uh, you can uh, create your own routes, or you can ask uh, a tool uh, that will calculate a route for you. Uh, and we call this uh, turn by turn navigation. And for this, we use um, we mod Gregor. Gregor modified the uh, Valhalla engine, uh, and uh, from now on, you've got uh, the the track with uh, several points, or mm, and you can go from one point to another, uh, and that's that's how it works. Then you've got uh, we've got the function about it's called uh, description of 
crossings or intersections um, and the application will uh, give you information about uh, the um, intersection you are approaching uh, about the names of the streets and the direction in, in directions in which they uh, they run mm. what else um, and of course at any time you can ask uh, about the closest uh, point or closest address uh, using these different po uh, point sources that i uh, mentioned before and we mainly work uh, with um, OpenStreetMap uh, and in Android with um, Google Maps and on iOS with Apple Maps. Uh, so um, that's um, in shortest I could do <laughs> because the application really has many other you know, functions and uh, options, uh, and anyone can adjust it uh, to um, his need. Um, maybe one thing more I should say, <clears throat> because that is the uh, function that uh, distinguishes our, our application uh, among uh, others, is the uh, possibility to save your uh settings uh user settings uh, for example when you <clears throat> are in a bus you need different information uh than when you are walking so uh you can adjust the application uh to your needs when you are in a in a in a bus uh and save the settings name give the name to the settings for example transportation and then do another set of settings uh, when you are walking and give it another name and save it as a, as a different uh, set of settings and each time you want to change it you know you can do it uh, in two seconds uh, and all is set so that's is that is you know um the the, the thing that that gives you the, the the possibility to to you know to adjust the application immediately to your needs at at the certain moment I can say something. It's uh, worth mentioning, uh, but uh, Slavomir didn't say about the most important thing related to the Move application. I mean, uh, as we all know, there is a few applications for the blind people helping in navigation, but uh, our seeing assistant Move uh, is uh, for sure the most advanced uh, tool in this category. For example, I don't know any other application uh, for blind people uh, who would allow to uh, um, import and open load to the application the, the file in GPX, GPX format, for example, download it from the internet, and then uh, follow this route uh, stored in saved in this uh, GPX file. Uh, and uh, of course, it's not only a unique uh, function of uh, the move applications. We have uh, a more uh, many more advanced functions, uh, which um, can be uh, some sort of disc 
discouraging for uh, some users that it's not very simple application after first run. Uh, uh, people uh, may have an impression that it's very difficult and very hard to get uh, to, to use this application. Uh, but of course, uh, it's of all uh, because of these many functions we are providing for the users. Yes, that's right. Uh, of, of, we've got also the possibility to um, create and import the databases with points. So you can then you can work offline. Uh, you can register your own route. You can save your location. You can um, you know sh share uh, the routes with with other people. It really, there's there's many many things. Uh, and as Gregor said, uh, it is uh, it is rather a big application with many functions, and really there is there is also something that that is that that is very um, very needed, which is the knowledge. I mean, people has to have to know quite a lot about uh, navigation, about uh, the, the terminology we use. Um, you have to learn it. You have to quite, well, you have to know quite a lot about, you know, um, uh, positioning systems, how they work, when the application can uh, see that you are moving and when it won't be uh, will be not, won't be possible i mean when you are moving too slow the gps system might have problem uh with um uh giving the information about the direction you are moving when you don't have direction then you know um you you won't be able to to receive the information about the next points uh, um we use also compass uh, but you have to know that compass works good, uh, but uh, when you are in a train where there is a um, electro uh, electric field, uh, the compass is is not working at all. I mean, it it, it is um, showing you bad uh, results. Um, you have to know that uh, what is the uh, um, Accuracy of the, the 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 accuracy of positioning. You have to know what is what what we mean by saying the the, the radius radius of of um, of monitoring or radius of points. Uh, communicates distance. You know, there's quite a lot of things to um, to learn. I mean, of course, from the beginning we pay very special attention to the terminology. We are we. Um, are uh, very concentrated on on doing the application and the terminology quite unique. I mean, uh, not to um, to give the same names for different uh, options. Uh, so I think it is it is quite uh, ordered. Uh, although we know also that the interface. Uh, needs rebranding, um, and uh, we will do it uh, one day. <laughs> uh, 
but uh, because now after um, after this, you know ten years of, of developing the application, we know and we see that uh, it needs uh, reordering. Uh, but however, uh, when you want to have um, a very advanced tool that gives you a lot of uh, independence and uh, uh, you might uh, learn it and you should learn it uh, because uh, these hundreds, maybe hundreds of hours that you uh, sacrifice <laughs> uh will uh will pay you back so i really like the idea of the app and um how it's being implemented because as you um both pointed out mentioned the fact that we i don't have to use like countless apps for me to get the experience i want or the independence i want however my question is because i have not like tested the app as much can I save a certain address? Um, like, for instance, I visit a place often, right? So I want to save this certain point. Um, and I would just want, like, I would let the app that, yes, I visit this place often. So once I pick that place, it'll take me to it. So can I save an address, like a certain location that I go to? Yes, correct points. All notifications off the button. Yes, of course. I mean, this is the, the very, very basic function. I mean, you can you can save any location uh, and you can save the location in at, at least two different uh, modes. I mean, or you press the button save location and the application will, uh, you will have to write or dictate a name for the point. Or uh, the application can automatically get uh, the closest address uh, to that point, uh, and th this this name uh, of the address will be the name of the point. Uh, so uh, it is very easy. We'll just press one button. Oh, don't touch you. Do uh, second. Settings. Maybe. Open. Turn by turn navigation. Oh, oh. page home. Okay. Save I have a question. Save, save current location and then start that that's that's all. Mm -hmm. Okay, so my question is how does the app uh, is accurate in countries like India? Uh the application works everywhere uh okay. in the world uh, where there is um uh, data uh on OpenStreetMap or Google Maps, but mainly on OpenStreetMap. Uh, we concentrate on, uh, on this data because this data is for free and we can use it without limitations. Because, you know, with Google, there's a different story and you can use only some things in limitations, but, you know, with OpenStreetMap, there is no limitation. I would like to clarify okay. one thing, uh, sorry, because the application is the, has the same accuracy everywhere, uh, uh, not regard, uh, in, in every country or in every uh, place. Uh, it depends only uh, depends only on the uh, GPS accuracy or another uh, geolocation technology which your phone is using, and of course. Uh, 
what uh, you are asking about is uh, how accurate is the data we are using in the application and uh, it's of course uh, different in different countries or even in different cities the open street map can be uh, can work uh, differently because if in some uh, town there is a, a some uh, there are some people interested in developing the open street map it's developed uh, very dyna dynamically and uh, it it develops uh, nicely and uh, in some towns where uh, there aren't many interested people uh, there is a, a slower progress of of open street map uh, development but uh, taking into account that many uh, companies uh, are using also uh, also are using the OpenStreetMap data. They are interested in developing it uh, in in different countries, in different uh, uh, different cities. Uh, so, uh, of course, uh, the best uh, thing to do is to uh, just to, to to download, install, and and check it out. But uh, apart of the data accuracy and data uh, incompleteness or completeness in, in, in your area, uh, for me, I remember very well the day when I was first, for first time I, I was using the uh, GPS navigation. It was a lodestone on the old, very old the Nokia Symbian phone. It was about just 15 or 16 years ago. And it was for me. It was a very uh, great, uh, powerful experience as for me as a blind uh, person to uh, have possibility of saving the point, uh, precise, precisely saving the point uh, I am in. So I could uh, save to the software, to the database. I could save the uh, place where, uh, when I. I know how to uh, travel from. I, I mean, for example, the bus stop, and then I could go to the uh, forests, uh, walk for, through the forests uh, on the paths we, which I don't uh, don't know. I I never been uh, there before, and I knew that uh, every time I would like to return to this uh, uh, bus stop, I I know how to travel from. It will it will be possible using this uh, this application. So even without an external data like OpenStreetMaps or, or, or other mapping services, the even the possibility of saving some uh, your just point, one point, yeah, you know? one point or more points uh, is very important. As a, for example, uh, another great thing was to travel to some uh, unknown hotel or, or, or unknown place and unknown city, uh, and then first thing to do is to save in the database a point uh, of this uh, temporary home uh, just uh, to be able to return every uh, from everywhere there okay one more question so we can say that uh, it can also lost us like in the google matters like we can get lost or we can go on the wrong way because of this application as well Yes, I mean, I'm saying uh, always that you can put me to in any point uh, of the world, and I'll with this application, I will be always uh, be able to go back home. Uh, it doesn't really matter which methods I will be using, whether it will, it will be um, 
navigation on azimuth or whether I will be able to uh, generate uh, a turn-by-turn uh, -turn route uh, from the engine. Uh, but, uh, you know, always, uh, I'll be always back. Uh, I think you didn't go. Yeah, complete first. You complete yeah. first. And you can, you can of course, um, register your own route. If you, you are going um, somewhere and then you want to go back uh, the, the, the same route, you know, uh, then you can do it as well. Okay. Now, I think you didn't get my question. Let me give an example. If I am going to a known place, yeah. example for uh, some different uh, city, I don't know the route. So in Google Maps, sometimes it shows the wrong route to us. Like then we go somewhere, then we need to take a U-turn because of the wrong route. Like that, it could be the same possibility with this app as well, right? If uh, the OpenStreetMap data has uh, street data in your uh, in this in this city uh, you are talking about, it of course is possible to to get such routes uh, um, to to get that. from the different engines, not from the Google Maps, but yes, from, from the engine uh, that we use. From the engine we are using, mm -hmm. improved for the blind people with additional uh, mechanism for the blind people, uh, and. Uh, it depends. It all depends on the OpenStreetMap data. If uh, and it complete its completeness in your in your country in your city, but even without any street data, what Swavomir said before, there is also possibility of uh, traveling, navigating on azimuth. I mean that you get an information that your point of interest, your your destination point is to the east. And you are traveling to the. You know that you are traveling to the north. The point is to the east. So you must, uh, uh, how to say, uh, imagine that uh, traveling to the north, you must uh, look for next uh, road turning right, just to to be able to go east. And in uh, uh, in such method, maybe not optimal, but uh, you will be able to to travel to the destination point in a shorter or less shorter way. Mm -hmm. okay. that, that's the one, one, one of the points. I mean, there is no navigation uh, on streets if these streets are not on the map. If you don't have this information, you don't have uh, streets, lines, uh, uh, then you won't be able to generate a route uh, that will give you um, uh, directions and uh, information um, exactly where to turn left or right. Okay. So I have a question. Um, is yeah. the app free or do you have in-app purchases? Do you, is it ad-supported? Do you depend on donations? Like what's your um, financial model? Um, financial model is very simple. This application is being um, developed in so-called uh, corporate uh, social responsibility strategy. And for Android, this application from the beginning is, is for free. For some time, um, the application was paid, you know, just a very simple exam uh, on iOS, but then we gave up 
because uh, the income was just sim symbolic. So um, the, yeah. the application, I mean, the, the, the management of the company um, decided that uh, it will be um, its um, CSR. So the application, all the applications are for free. Lifetime okay. license, Great. no uh, additional um, payments. And that's also uh, um, why we are limited on some uh, some sources of points because if we paid to to the Google to Google, uh, we could use also their maps, uh, but you know that would cost uh, too much. I mean, we are yeah, that the company spending quite a lot of money. Uh, you know, uh, for for de developing the application and uh, then paying out uh, quite a lot of money for other things, um, it's uh, it's 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 now too much. May I ask you a question? Um, how? have you learned about seeing assistant move do you know people who use it in canada or in other countries uh not from my side i have not seen especially because i am not really connected to the much visually but people so um how i heard about the app about was actually i i've seen it like um on some communities for visually impaired and um, I have some friends who are actually on the iOS platform <laughs> who use the app and I was really excited by the idea of it um, I think it got kind of viral and popular on especially on Twitter and social media lately which is cool and um, yeah I'm, I'm really happy with that for me, oh, the nice first time I heard about seeing assistant move, uh, because I'm always constantly looking for apps, um, the app Junkie King. And so we talked about this on our mailing list. Uh, Miriam's not very active on our, our mailing list, but it's one of those apps that some people talk about that they prefer. And so it's something we've talked about on Black Android users. And um, so it's something that I've known about for quite a while. And then when we talk about uh, GPS apps on our mailing list, and this one is one of those that comes up as one of the good apps to use, besides uh, other ones, uh, competitors like uh, Lazarillo and, and the likes, the Sing Assistant Move uh, is one of those that comes up as well. Okay, nice to hear. Now, you had said something earlier, and I think about complexity. And usually what it is that kind of repels people is the complexity of an app or its UI. Uh, management of that UI is sometimes key uh, to whether or not someone is going to use an app or not, because when apps become a little bit too complicated, it becomes a little bit intimidating for some. And I think... Uh, what happens is that people tend to kind of like, hey, uh, this is too complicated. I can't even get to set it to where I want to go. Is it possible for me to say, uh, pick up the assistant move and just, you know, tell it or, you know, input, uh, take me to 202 East Seattle Avenue and tap on go? 
will it take me there or do I need to do anything special to have it take me to 202 East Seattle Avenue? It depends. <laughs> it depends because um, I don't know if you can hear my phone. We can yeah. hear you. Yeah, we can hear it. Do you want still using application in simulation mode? No, button. Yes. Home. I'm now in the button. simulation mode. Uh, and I'm in, in, meter, I'm in Canada. <laughs> and, I'm, and, I, and I opened, yes, yeah, it's very quick. I mean, the application, wait a second. And the application, and listen, and here I opened the um, uh, the tab uh, called Turn by 10 Navigation. And here I've got some, this field. Detected, text, detected, text, detect, detected, text, and detected. Off, additional navigate points, switch, no, save points, okay, home, home, page uh, four, accept, save current locate, turn by turn navigate, turn by turn, turn, by turn navi navigation. Detected, text, detected. Off, additional navigate points, switch. De detected, text, endpoint cinema, grid. Double tap to activate. Detected, text, excluded points. Detected, text, my location. My location, okay. So here's the, the start point is my location. Um, I can choose an, a, a different point, but usually 99% uh, you will go from from your current location to somewhere uh, there is the another field Detected. text excluded points excluded points because i can uh, tell to the application listen i don't want to pass through uh, certain points because i know that there there's many there, there are many cars or there are uh, branches or there are you know obstacles that I, that i don't like so i can here, put these points that I, that I want to exclude from my roots. Um, Detected. Text. Endpoint cinema. Grid. And then uh, I choose uh, a point called uh, cinema something um, in uh, in Canada. I'm an, uh, in... Uh, um... Detected. Text. Foot. Detected. Text. Optimal. The... Um... Route um, I, I chose as a optimal. On recalculating route switch. On recalculating route, uh, it means that when this switch is on, when I get off the route, um, because I would like to go uh, on a different way, the application uh, after some time will recalculate and re and generate a new route. Yeah, to 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 my um, destination point. Uh Additional navigate points switch. Additional navigate po navigate points. Um, it is uh, that in this route that will be generated, there will be uh, quite a lot of points. Not only these um, points in which I have to turn right or left, but uh, every I don't know twenty. 15 meters there will be a point some people like it uh, and and they uh, want to have many points on their route just to know that they are on the right way on additional instructions switch additional uh, extraction uh, instruction it is that is our um uh, 
specific uh, function that Gregor was uh, he made it. I mean, and this uh, when you check this this uh, um, application will give you information about crossings, names of the street that you are crossing, uh, going uh, straight. So. Uh, if you if your route uh, leads uh, i don't know 300 meters uh, straight and on this route you have uh, five um, crossings the application will tell you which street you are crossing um it will tell you also about the stairs about the gates you have to pass redesignate and track uh, the route button and so on um and now i've got a button uh Finish track, redesignate and track the route button. Uh, redesignate because I've got uh, one route uh, already. already uh, redesignate and track the route Designated, so I... Empty list, designating route. Zero percent, detected. And now uh, I go to... Off. Additional navigate on, additional instructions. Rede finish tracking, show track points. Button. Show track points. Tracking points, tracking points. Page two of seven. Open button. Active one. Walk east. Twenty-eight meters north. Enlist. And that's all. And the application uh, has calculated a route for me. I know that this point. Active one. Walk east. Twenty-eight meters north. Is activate. Double tap is, to activate. Is active, so Double tap and hold that long is, breath. That is the point uh, I am going now. Uh, uh, then the next point is. Two. Turn left. One hundred fifteen meters northeast. Yes, because I'm not moving now. I'm inside the building and I'm not moving. So the application is telling me uh, about the cardinal uh, directions. But when uh, I go outside and start moving, the application will tell me whether this point is uh, ahead or uh, slightly left or slightly right um, and so on. Uh, so uh, it isn't difficult. But you have to know uh, that every application has its own uh, UI. And uh, many people um, complain and say, okay, but in Google Maps or in other applications, it is made in a, in a different way. It is. And you know, uh, you can always say that uh, something should be uh, made in another way. Um, but uh, once you um, stop thinking in, in this way and you start thinking, okay, let's see how uh, I can work with this application, um, it's much easier. I'm very sorry for joining late, Slavomir. I, I just had one question, and sorry if you covered it. What will Seeing Assistant Move do if I've programmed in a route and I go the wrong way? So, so you said it will read out the cross street, which is brilliant. What if I veer off and accidentally go down that cross street? Will it, will it recalculate? Will it go, oh, hang on a minute, Ed, you've gone the wrong way. Don't do that. What, 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 what yeah, does it do? Yeah, 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 yes, yes. The application will... Uh, um, when you go the uh, wrong direction, the application will tell you that, that you are going in a wrong way. So you have to turn uh, 180 degrees, uh, you know, and, and go, go the other way. 
that is the um, uh, and when you uh, the application calculates you a route um, and it says that you in 100 meters you have to turn left but you go there and you see oh gosh there is a car accident or the street is blocked or there is a um, you know i can you can you can't go there uh, then uh, you decide that you turn right after i don't know 50 60 meters application will uh, or automatically recalculate uh, the route uh, it depends wh what you check um, in the application. If you check that uh, the application um, recalculates automatically, then uh, you know it will recalculate the, the route. If not, you can do it manually. Yeah, that's really good. Because uh, sometimes you'll be traveling along, and if you're not a confident traveler, it might it might not be that there's an accident it might just be that you missed that left hand turn that you mentioned mm -hmm. um, yeah but there's also this option when you can calculate the route from yeah. point a to point p yeah. um and then you see on the list all these points you can imagine you can you, you will be informed informed how uh, the <laughs> engine calculated a route and you you say oh god i don't want to go uh, uh I don't want to go to the point 15, 16, 17, because there is, you know, a big mess. There's a lot of people. Yeah. There's, I don't know, poles, cars, whatever. Um, you can check these three points and then uh, activate and action uh, exclude points and recalculate routes. And, and then the second route that will be uh, recalculated will be uh, won't be uh, leading uh, through these uh, points 15, 17, 18. That makes sense. So I'm thinking about my location, for example, when I'm traveling to the local post office here, and usually mm -hmm. the map wants to take me down uh, a street called Anna Claire. And I prefer going on Tacoma Street, for example. So I could, with this uh, app, I would say, exclude Anna Claire. Is that, yes. am I getting it yes. right? That totally makes sense. Yes. And I like yes. that. I really like you that. You can exclude, but but I, I suggest you exclude uh, one point before and one point after. And uh -huh. the point that you want to ex exclude, then recalculate uh, a route. Then you can see again whether it goes, uh, you know, uh, as you want, and <laughs> then you can also save this route just for for, for the next time. Next you time, can save I, yeah, this route, take, all of the points of this route to your routes, and then you won't be, uh, you won't need uh, even connection to the internet uh, because this route will be saved to your routes on your device. Great. There's really um, I'm I'm sometimes joking because when when people start asking me whether they they they, they um, begin the the sentence they they been they begin the question uh, can seeing assistant move do and I say yes <laughs> and in 95 percent times it is true <laughs> and can I back those save routes up to the cloud. In case my phone resets, does it integrate with OneDrive or Dropbox? Dropbox, yes. Only Dropbox. 
Yeah, mm, for now, yes. But we are thinking okay. also, you know, to integrate with uh, with Google uh, or uh, on, on um, iOS with iCloud. But yeah. you can also and, and, you can send it, you know, via email. This this route you can uh, back up data on your computer. There's there's no problem. Great. Great. So one could save it locally if you wanted to, and if you have a new phone, you could simply import. Um, your routes or your data points that you've saved and one is good to go. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Right. As I said, I can I can also uh, simulate location um, uh, in any point of the world. As I said, now, uh, now I am um, I simulated the location in Canada and where did I go? Yes, button. And my closest point detected. Text, endpoint cinema, grid. No. Oh, access, search for a point, show neighborhood, button. Find address, button. Closest address, button. Tremblay Road 200, closest address, button. Accessibility volume set, find address, button. Closest address, Tremblay Road 200, closest address, yes, button. Yes, Tremblay Road uh, 200, um, and it's uh, in uh, in Canada. In uh, why does I, I forgot the city? Search for addresses and show track points. But save turn by turn navigate. Search search for addresses and points in show track points. But search for a point. Find address button. Closest address button. Tremblay Road two hundred. Closest address button. Okay, but the point save, is save points. Save points. I saved the selected. Point. But Enix, no points. Force import databases and routes from directory. Databases list. Favorite points TBT, but save points, but save points. Cinema, St. Laurent Boulevard, 815 Ottawa, Ottawa Family Cinema, Eastern Ontario, CA on 2.13 kilometers. List filter, edit box, out of list. Cinema, St. Laurent, list filter, edit box. Station, Tremblay Road, 200 Ottawa, Ottawa, Eastern Ontario, CA on 0 meters north. Yes, I'm on the, on the central station in Ontario, That's which is six thousand five hundred something uh, kilometers from Warsaw. Yeah, so you can explore a route before you need yeah, to use it. Yeah, and I can, can explore the business. area there. I, I and I can yeah. explore the area. I can um, check for uh, bus stops, uh, crossings, pubs, <laughs> Great. Um, yeah. everything. Yeah. Although that family cinema sounds no fun, that's not going to show any dirty pictures, is it? But they were, and that, that was it. That was it for me. <laughs> well, you know, no, it better you know, not. <laughs> okay, n- next time I will search for a pub. There, uh, there you go. Thank you. Yeah, so much, much better pub, football stadium, okay. not 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 boring, family orientated uh, entertainment. <laughs> okay. Great. Guys, listen. If you want, we can um, also meet um, once again, twice. Um, yeah. You know, uh, and I can talk uh, more about the application. But it would be really uh, much nicer if um, if there were some people that uh, has. Uh, Tried a little bit of this application to 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 use it, and then you know they you you might have um, many questions, uh, and the discussion will be um, more interesting. That makes sense. So you know we could try to demo the app 
um i'll try to see if i you know maybe it warms up a little around mumbai in episode 101 you want to demo it in mumbai in yeah. episode 101 okay yeah. great asking if you could do it and we can also tell in our uh, we can also yeah. tell in our group we can do that myself here that'd be awesome like i'm going out with friends this week i can just demonstrate the app <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes. And if you've got questions, I mean, um, I can give um, leave uh, f- uh, contact for me uh, for Warren. And if you've got uh, and when you when you get stuck, you don't understand, uh, or you can pass, won't be able to pass through some functions, or or you'll be, you know, um, we will have problems. Just you can call me, and we can uh, speak a bit, and I will I can explain you some things. No problem. Wonderful. So we'll put that in. I'll have that info and uh, a way to contact you. You know, you got your email address mm-hmm. and things like that. We'll yeah, put those in the show notes. That, you know, there's there is there is the time difference between Poland and Canada. Ah, and yes, Canada. <laughs> that's important. Uh, well, one one one, one sec, Simon. Just to check, Warren. Simon, did you want us to do that, or Warren? Warren, you're putting it in the show notes, uh, which means a whole bunch of people might get in touch with you. So it depends how widely you want that offer to go. Yeah, maybe um, just your email. Um, yeah, but maybe yeah, maybe, us, maybe yeah, on yeah. the crew, maybe starts, we don't put it in the show. Starts, let's start. We will start with the email, and yeah. then you yeah. know, um, if somebody is um, very interested in in getting this information, um, we I will contact sure. um, with him or her, and we will adjust. You know, a meeting, call, whatever. Um, no problem. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much, guys, for coming to the podcast. And it's been a real fun time with you guys. And as we indicated, we'll put your email address there in our show notes so that people who want to get in touch with you will get in touch with you via that email address. And also to mention here in passing that if you want to come back and talk to us, we're open anytime for you to come back. And most especially, as I indicated earlier, if you would be able to come next week, I, I need to repeat that and pound on that more and more because I'm sure there are going to be people in there during this celebration that would like to talk to you about the seeing assistant move. And so next week at the same time, if you could come back okay, and bring mm-hmm. some of your buddies, I think that's going to be a wonderful party. We okay, do want to thank you so much. Yeah. You and Greg. Um, Greg, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you for the invitation. <laughs> Being the brands behind it. Phenomenal. <laughs> I've got one suggestion because mm-hmm. you know it, it is sometimes difficult for us to speak English. Maybe for next time you will learn Polish. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just give us a couple of weeks and we'll get on. Yeah. That. Exactly. Yeah, okay. nice. and, and you know what you need to do though, uh, is at least give a shout out to our Polish listeners. Okay. Okay. Zapraszam wszystkich do słuchania audycji Blind Android Users. Myślę, że to nie jest ostatni raz, kiedy tu gościmy. Now, Greg, it's your turn. I would like to say something, but maybe it would be uh, easier for me to say it in uh, C++ or PHP or JavaScript programming <laughs> language. <laughs> oh, you, you can do that in Polish too, if you want it. 
No idea what to say, <laughs> but maybe as a great uh, um, challenge, maybe you will try to tr use some sort of auto translator to to translate what Swabomir said before in Polish and to translate yeah. it uh, to English. <laughs> I must be a bot that will do that, or uh, Babelfish or something. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I, I just have one final question about the Polish language. Can you tell me what the Polish word is for cheeks? Cheeks like this on on your face. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. Uh, uh, Polichki. 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 Oh, no, we, we need to pull these Polichkis out. What do you need it for? Be. Because I absolutely love pulling people's cheeks. Yes. You like to go about <laughs> and holding people's And, uh, and I as well collect the you different words, cheeks. Yeah. Polish cheeks. Cheeks, yeah. You are close to the Polish girl and you want, you want to kiss her, yes? Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I'm pulling my own Polichki right now. I'm pulling my own Polichki. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, leave it to Ed. You know, <laughs> Polichki. Beautiful. <laughs> We now turn on to our next segment, and this time we're talking about that CSR entry. And here is that red-headed stranger, a.k.a. Miriam Mosen. Miriam? Commentary screen reader, or the Chinese screen reader, has gotten really popular among blinds and visually impaired recently. And here, on the Blind Android Users Podcast, we will have a series of episodes in which we will talk about how to use the screen reader, and how to get the best out of it. everyone and welcome to a new episode of CSR's Basics. In today's episode we're going to be talking about three key features. Um, two of them are pretty new, well most of them are new. One of them is a updated one that got some new features and new changes that I think are pretty useful. So let's get right into it because we want to keep this as short as possible. So the first feature we're going to be talking about is the selection menu. So the selection menu we've talked about before um, when we were talking about the granular editing mode and the copy and paste features and all that, which was pretty cool. But I remember in this episode about a year and a half ago, or even more, I was talking about the fact that I really wanted it to include more features, which means this selection menu only had word by word mode. So you could only use word by word mode. But right now we have words paragraphs and even sentences which is awesome on so many levels 
However, I have to point out that this feature is only available for premium users, which means if you have the free version of the app, you'd be able to use it but with only the word by word mode. But if you are a free user, uh, sorry, a premium user, you could actually use all these features. They're definitely available to you without any problems. But of course, if you're a free user, you can have uh, a way around it and you can figure it out by using the granular editing mode and the um, navigation by elements, like navigation elements, the rotor, uh, as well known as the rotor. And if you want more info on how you can do that, you can check out our second or third episode on copying and pasting and all that we went over this in more details of course now let's demonstrate what i mean and see how it looks like so for instance standard navigate up button i am in the uh, voice recorder app by samsung now standard navigate up button stand two minutes to standard navigate up button this has um two words like navigate up we how we can go to the selection menu let's refresh our memory we open the function menu by up and right function menu swiping up and right and then we find function clear select select keep in mind you can also set a gesture to it if you'd like granular selection mode now it's called granular selection mode now note we have cancel button cancel button select all button select all copy button copy export button export this is a new button sentences button sentences word by word button word by word characters button characters paragraphs button paragraphs up unchecked and navigate unchecked navigate up those those are the the check boxes those are like the words as check boxes basically now, before we didn't have Grand cancel button. This cancel button. And I I'll I'll see like I'll, I'll let you know why we have it in a minute. Select all button. Copy button. Export button. We didn't have this export as well. So, let's say we want to copy only navigate. Navigate unchecked. Just click on it. Checked. It's checked. Now, if we hit copy. Grand cancel select all but copy button. Copied. It says copied. Select all button. But it didn't get us out of that menu, right? So if we want to get out of this granular selection mode, as the case with most of the screen readers' dialogues, we can just hit the cancel button. Cancel button, and it'll get us out of here. However, you can also use select top paragraphs button. Paragraphs. Navigate up unchecked. And it. It's now like the whole sentence is here like because it's not a long long text i don't have long text in front of me but of course you can do that with like a longer text and just you know filter out what you don't want and all that and just check hit that um the export button as well is uh, if you want to export a little piece of a text into a text file which is cool in so many levels as well um, I I love love this feature, and I'm glad that the actually the developer seems to listen to our feedback, and I'm really happy with that change. Of course. Cancel button. Okay, we'll get out of here. Now I'm going to talk about a um, 
new awesome um update in the uh, like the um tts that got pushed out which was awesome so i know on ios you have a feature called speech on speech off which i think you do with uh double tap with three uh, with three fingers um and this feature it only like turns speech off leaving the sound feedback on if you have it um turned on right in the settings and the gestures all work but the speech which is awesome and we've been asking for that feature forever like for years now i remember and i'm glad that the developer seems to actually listen to user's feedback because Standard. it's such a crucial part of being a developer how can we access um that feature um to turn speech off leaving sound feedback on basically what you can do is open the main menu main menu swipe down main menu swipe down again main menu and then um we need to scroll to the end of the menu disable main tts engine disable main tts engine and i actually will let you know how to assign a gesture for it it's basically like you assign any gesture but i did assign a gesture for it which is awesome because i use it all the time however you have to keep in mind that um it does not work with notifications and i don't know if this is a bug or something that we need to do about it um because it like i kind of turn it off for notifications though however you have a little bit of a solution here disable secondary tts you can engine. also disable secondary um tts engine if you have that turned on i don't personally change input method increase screen rate decrease increase speed decrease speed read all notifications read all notifications so this is like uh, something i've been looking for for a long time as well um because i didn't want to go to the settings and disable it and then go back and re-enable it it was just such a pain um but now you can assign a gesture to it or either go to the menu and disable it and enable it again which is cool. whatsapp 3200 um, now let's try to like let's try to um actually assign a gesture or like i will show you what i did with the main tts and how i assigned this i signed a gesture for it program settings program setting g show up operation setting feedback settings and tt general settings general settings g g show up setup wizard tt tt read usage read the automatic invert swap use custom gesture scheme settings. custom gesture scheme settings custom left and right gesture function monitor the currently focused and element i assigned for it the double uh, the triple tap with two fingers actually right and up and down and left left and down jet right right up and up and right down and down and single double triple tap with two fingers function disable main tts engine yep so you can go to, go here. Triple tap, triple default on no plugin, custom tools on application on function unchecked. Stop speech unchecked. Cancel button. Triple tap and with two fingers. Pick the function. Cancel function unchecked. And um, assign it for it. Stop cancel button. Custom. So I'm going to do triple tap with with three two fingers and let's see. It made a little sound here. I'm swiping right now. Swiping. not saying anything no so let's do triple tap with two fingers again camera and it's back contact <laughs> so that's basically how you do it i like it it's awesome 
it's so good if you want to just shut the screen reader up for a minute while we record a message or whatever it's amazing now we're going to talk about two things that are related they have the same title actually one of them we've seen when i was browsing the settings it's called main more button main menu, main menu. more button main menu earpiece mode earpiece mode and i think it's better as called um called it to be called as like a whisper mode basically this gets the screen reader out of the um it gets the screen out of like the um the speaker not the speaker uh, but like when the earpiece you know uh, that you take your calls with so which is cool if you want the screen reader to be low for you to hear it yourself if you're like in a crowd or like in a in a packed area and you cannot like hear the screen reader from the speakers and you don't want to like to hold it in a weird way um or you don't have like your earbuds with you or anything like that you can definitely use this earpiece mode now cancel button the reason i said that there another like there's another option that's related to it because in the um content reading settings main menu extension program the settings program settings custom back button gshow reading settings the reading settings we have a new dialogue reading se- reading settings that got um, added in the new like october 15th update Dynam- list re- label reading dynamic content intelligent screen state read earpiece mode settings it's called earpiece mode settings Earpiece mode, earpiece, read the caller's ID checkbox unchecked controls whether the caller's name and number are being read automatically on an incoming call. Um, so this one is like, it's, been, it's been there for a long, long time, but it was like in a different, um, in different place. And, um, I think it was actually in the, uh, TTS settings before. Now it's moved in here. I think it's more logical. I have it disabled because... Because we're going to find out in a minute why I have it disabled. Read number of calls 5. Read number of of calls 5. It's actually mistranslated. It means the number of times this creator has to announce the caller ID. And that's why I had it disabled. The read the caller ID formerly. Still haven't turned it back on again because it already announces the the caller ID once and I don't need it more than that. But this is awesome because the screen reader once I got a call before like before this update and if I had this like uh, read the caller's ID checkbox unchecked control if I had this on it would literally read the caller's ID and the number countless times. It's so chatty, especially if I was like um, in a meeting or something. And I, you know, even if my my phone was on on like on silent mode or whatever, it was so annoying. So that's why I disabled it. Um, but now it's more. You can control it more. You can have a little bit of a control over it by read number of calls five. Picking how many times you want the screen reader to announce the caller ID, which is awesome. Use ringtone volume for speaking checkbox unchecked controls whether the ringtone volume should be used for reading the incoming call screen. This one as well is still in DTTS settings. It's also in here, which is which is more logical. Now, the reason I have it disabled because in this update, it got a little bit buggy and messed up. To the point where whenever I got a call, whether I declined that call or picked it up... And then after that, when I end the call or when I decline the call, the screen reader would still be on the ringtone volume control, which was annoying to me. I didn't want that to happen. Um, so I just disabled it. 
However, um, people on the uh, Telegram for the ski reader have reported that to the developer, and he actually said that it's going to be fixed in the next update, which is awesome news. Um, I can't wait for it. Um, I have it now disabled because yesterday it got to a point where... So, basically, whenever that happened, I had to go to ERP settings, just like like where we are right now and Read, use ringtone volume for speaking checkbox unchecked control. basically i had to like disable it disable it and enable it um but yesterday when i went here and disabled it the screen reader still didn't go back to the normal accessibility volume control and i had to restart my phone so it was just a little bit of a pain to me um because it's um like when the screen reader is same volume as the ringtone of course it's pretty loud and you cannot turn it uh like down unless you have to like go to the volume controls and it's just so annoying speak dot duration of the finished phone call checkbox checked controls whether the duration of the call is automatically read when the call is finished this uh, function requires the permission to read call logs telegram 91 new messages so this is actually explained like self-explanatory i love this feature because <laughs> I like I always want to know like how much time I spent in the call and I forget to like go to the call log of the history but it just tells me right away I just love it it's awesome so that's it for today I hope um, you liked this episode and it was useful I'm sorry for any background noises <laughs> it's a little bit out of uh, my hand right now but I hope you enjoyed this episode and um, it's um we're close to our 100 episodes, so I'm really happy for that. And I hope you all join us in our celebration in our 100 episode next Saturday, November the 5th. And thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. I hope you enjoyed this one. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you do actually have any questions, do feel free to reach out to me or to the whole podcast at contact us at blindandreedjudges.com. And... I hope you enjoyed this one. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much, Miriam, for those CSR entries. And people do enjoy those and keep them coming. We now turn on to John's comparison between the two watches, and that's the Galaxy Watch 5 Pro, and just released Google Pixel Watch. John? Uh, I mentioned that I didn't know how to change the orientation on the Galaxy Watch, and our friend Davaj here actually pointed out to me that you can change the orientation on the Galaxy Watch, so you just have to go into the um, general settings on the watch and just go to orientation and you can choose which wrist it's on and which side you have the buttons on. And it's actually important to make sure this is set accurately because it'll affect some of the accuracy of some of the sensors and stuff. Hello, today I'm going to be comparing the Galaxy Watch 5 Pro with the Pixel Watch. And the first thing I'm going to start by doing is just turning them both on. I have one on each side here, so I'll turn them both on. Home screen, 2.32 p.m. 2.32 p.m. 2.32 p.m. 
So as you can see, the Galaxy Watch turned on faster, but it said home screen before it said the time, so technically the Pixel Watch gave me the time first. And sometimes the Pixel Watch does say home screen before the time. It might depend on whether you were last on the home screen or not when you last used, last used your watch, but the Galaxy watch will always say home screen before the time. Okay, so I'm going to bring up the apps menu on each of them to try to compare responsiveness. So this is just a list of apps here. I'm going to try to swipe at the same time, but I have one in each hand. I don't know how this is going to work. <laughs> we'll find out. So I'm swiping at the same time, or trying my best to. So as you can see, they're pretty close to each other. I couldn't notice any difference in day-to-day -day usage as to which one was laggier. I'm not impressed with either of them. I wish they were both more responsive, but comparing them next to each other, I don't notice a difference. So I'll just talk about the navigational differences between the two. On the Galaxy Watch, you, so if you're on the home screen, home screen, 2.34 p.m., 2.34 p.m., you swipe down from the top to get to your quick panel, quick panel page one of three, home screen, or you'd swipe PM. up from the bottom with two fingers apps. to get to your apps, 2.35 p.m., and you would swipe right with two fingers to get to your notifications, or swipe left with two fingers to get to your tiles. And you would just keep swiping to go th through each tile or to go through each notification. So that's how the Galaxy Watch is set up. On the Pixel Watch, home screen, 2.35 p.m. Unread notification, 2.35 p.m. On the Pixel Watch, you swipe down with two fingers quick settings. to get to Press quick settings. So that's so that's the same. PM. Unread notification. But you to get to your notifications, you swipe up with two fingers. Notifications. And on the Pixel Watch, if you swipe left with two fingers or right with two fingers, it'll take you to your tiles. So if you have a whole bunch of tiles and you just want to go to the last one, you would swipe right. Uh, if you want to go to the first one, you would swipe left. So it, the navigation wraps around there on the Pixel Watch. And so that's as far as the swipe gestures. There's also a crown on the Pixel Watch and a bezel on the Galaxy Watch. And on this exact model of the Galaxy Watch, it's a digital crown, so you have to rotate your finger around the edge. But if you're on the home screen or anywhere really, 
rotating the crown on the Pixel Watch or the bezel on the Galaxy Watch will scroll the page. But if you're on the home screen, rotating the bezel on the Galaxy Watch will go through your tiles or your notifications depending on which way you rotate it. And on the Pixel Watch, rotating the crown will bring down the quick panel or quick settings or bring up your notifications and scroll through your notifications. Now as far as buttons go, on the Galaxy Watch there's a home button and a back button. The home button takes you to the home screen. The back button takes you back. <laughs> so that's pretty straightforward. However, you can customize the back button to take you to your recents if you want to on the Galaxy Watch. And you cannot customize the double press of the recents. That will take you to Samsung Pay. You can, however, customize a long press or a double press of the home button to whatever you want. So right now I have my long press set to Google Assistant, my double press set to Bixby. As for the buttons on the Pixel Watch, <laughs> sorry, this is confusing, but the crown will take you home. If you're already on the home screen, meaning the watch face, you press the crown again, that's how you get to your apps. A long press of the crown will bring up the power menu. The side button on the Pixel Watch, a single press brings up Recents. A double press will take you into the last app you're using. And a triple press turns on and off TalkBack. And none of those are customizable on the Pixel Watch. And speaking of the TalkBack shortcut on the Galaxy Watch, you can make it a triple tap with two fingers on the screen or a double tap of the home button. Okay, so got all the navigational stuff out of the way. So I'm going to turn off TalkBack on the Pixel Watch by triple pressing the side key. Now I'm going to turn it off on the Galaxy Watch by triple pressing with two fingers. And the reason I'm going to do this next part with TalkBack off is because it will talk while you're trying to use Google Assistant on either of these watches, which is annoying, but that's how it is. So I'm just going to compare the speed of Google Assistant from the screen off state. I'll do the Galaxy Watch first. I'll let you know when I press the button and then you'll know when it's ready to listen because I'll start talking. I'm just going to ask for the time. I'm going to press, this is the Galaxy Watch, so I'm going to press it now. What time is it? It's 2.43 p.m. Okay. Now I'm going to do the same thing on the Pixel Watch. I'm going to press it now. 
What time is it? 2.43 p.m. So as you can see, the it takes a little bit longer to be ready to listen on the Pixel Watch, but I think the actual getting your answer takes the same amount of time, no matter which one you're using. Okay, so next I'm just going to compare the accessibility settings between the two. So right now I'm on the Galaxy Watch and I'm just gonna swipe through the settings so you can hear what's there. Functions you're using, using three functions. Talk back. Visibility enhancements. Hearing enhancements. Interaction and dexterity. Advanced settings. Installed apps. Looking for this. Okay, so that was everything in the accessibility settings here. I'm going to go back to visibility. Interaction and dex. Hearing enhancements. Visibility enhancements. Visibility enhancements. High contrast fonts off. High contrast fonts. Color correction off. Color correction. Color inversion off. Color inversion. Add color filter off. Add color filter. Remove animations off. Remove animations. Reduce transparency and blur off. Reduce transparency and blur. Magnification on. Magnification. Bold font off. Bold font. Font size. Font size. And that's all that's inside the visibility enhancements. Visibility enhancements. So I'm also going to go down to hearing enhanced interaction and advanced settings. Advanced settings. Advanced settings. Accessibility shortcuts using one function. So there's an accessibility shortcut where you can customize it. So you can change it to toggle any thing you want rather than just talk back. You can have it turn on magnification or color inversion or any of the other accessibility services that are on here. Vibration watch on. Vibration watch. This is huge. This is the ability of you to be able to have your watch vibrate the time to you without making any sound. Time to take action default. You can adjust the time to take action. And that's all that's in the advanced accessibility settings. And here's what's in the accessibility settings on the Pixel Watch. Not checked. Magnification. Magnification. Talk back. Talk back. Font size. Font size. Sound. Sound. Vibration. Vibration. Real-time text RTT. Real-time text. Text-to-speech output. Text-to-speech output. Not checked. Power button ends call. Power button ends call. And as you can see, that's the end of the accessibility settings page. And it everything is on this page. It's not split into sections because, as you can tell, there's a lot less on the Pixel Watch. One of the big things that's missing here is the vibration time. So... There's no way for your Pixel Watch to tell you what time it is through vibrations. It's also missing color inversion, bold text, high contrast text, as well as a couple of other accessibility features.
So Samsung has really added a lot in this area. Just a couple of thoughts comparing Bixby to Google Assistant, because if you're using your watch, you're probably going to want to use Bixby if you're using a Galaxy watch, because it can do a lot of things Google Assistant can't do. For example, if you want to just say, turn on do not disturb, or you want to say, set my screen brightness to X level, or you want to say, uh, set volume to X level, that's stuff you can do with Pixby, and none of that stuff currently works with Google Assistant, even on the Pixel Watch. So that's something I've noticed using both of these because I do use voice commands for as many things as I would like to. And speaking of voice commands, Google Assistant and Bixby both will not read your text messages back to you if you say, you know, text so-and-so, it'll say, what do you want to say? You say it, and it will just say, do you want to send this? And if you say, read it to me, read it back to me, what's it say, any of that, it'll just get confused. And if you try to read what's on the screen with TalkBack, it'll just even get even more confused because it'll hear what TalkBack's saying. So it's basically not possible to send a message confidently and actually know what message is being sent by using either voice assistant, Bixby or Google Assistant. And I just want to talk about screen size for a minute. Now, I know the Galaxy Watch comes in smaller sizes, but I personally love the larger screen. It's so much easier to do any gesture, whether it's an angled gesture, a back and forth gesture, or even just a tap with two fingers. For me, it's much easier with the larger screen. That's something I've been struggling with with the Pixel Watch. And I would imagine it would be the same if I was using a Galaxy Watch 5. Uh, 40 millimeter. Although that's just the watch size, that's not the screen size. So technically, the 41 millimeter Galaxy or 41 millimeter Pixel Watch is larger than the 40 millimeter Galaxy Watch. But I'm not so sure about the screen size because from what I hear, the Pixel Watch has quite a bezel, so it might actually have a smaller screen than any of the Galaxy Watches. I will say one thing that I really liked on the Pixel Watch that I didn't notice an option for on the Galaxy Watch is the ability to wear it in any orientation you want. So during setup, it asks you which hand you have it on and which side you want the crown to be on. So I like to wear my watch on the right hand, so I technically wear the watch upside down because I still want the crown to be on the left side where I can reach it with my left hand. So it asks you that during setup, and it changes the screen orientation to be upside down, basically, so you can wear the watch upside down and still have it work correctly. And I haven't noticed an option to do that on my Galaxy Watch. I would like to be able to wear it with the buttons on the left side so I can reach them with my left hand but I haven't come across 
a way to do that. And for those of you that are curious about the microphone quality, I will record a sample recording on each of these watches and insert them here. This is a test recording using my Samsung Galaxy Watch 5 Pro. Just want to see how this sounds compared to the Pixel Watch. I'm holding the watch about 8 to 12 inches away from my mouth. And now this is a test recording coming from the Pixel Watch, comparing it to the previous recording from the Samsung Galaxy Watch 5 Pro. And I'm also holding this about the same distance away, 8 to 12 inches. And one last thing I will mention is the battery life, because that's what people seem to really care about. Now, obviously, the Watch 5 Pro has a much better battery life because it has double the size battery, basically. Now, that being said, I've been perfectly happy with the Pixel Watch the way I use it anyway. You know, I didn't work out with it. I don't do a whole lot on it, to be honest, because with either of these watches, you know, if it's easier for me to do something on my phone, I'm just going to pull out my phone and do it on my phone. So there's very few things that I actually do on the watches. But that being said, I could, I think I could get through a day no matter what. Using it the way I use it, I could get through two days on the Pixel Watch and probably five days on the Galaxy Watch. I'll just give you some numbers. So this is after two days of uses. So I took both watches off the charger in the morning and then went through that full day and the next full day and went to charge them at night. So, you know, it was probably around 40 hours that I had them off the charger. And my Pixel Watch was down to 25% and my Galaxy Watch was down to 70%. So that just goes to show I would have gotten a lot longer on the Galaxy Watch, but the Pixel Watch was plenty for me because in my routine, I would charge the watch once a day, no matter what. And I don't think it would ever not get through the day for me. So I hope this was informative, and I hope it helps somebody to make a decision between these two watches. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much, John. That's wonderful. And I'm looking forward to getting my Pixel watch. We now come to my favorite segment of the episode, and that is the Android journey story. And our friend Dijaj Diani is here today to talk about his Android journey story. Uh, Diani, you want to take us down that memory lane? It's always a beautiful thing to go back oh, and relieve those days when we get started with our Android journey stories. Sir, it's your turn. Thank you. Thank you, first of all, for inviting me here. And... Frankly speaking, I would be the youngest, uh, might be the youngest in all of you. 
uh, between all of you. And my Android journey basically started in 2012. Uh, I was around seven, seven and a half years old when my first Android phone came in my hands. It was uh, uh, it was a phone which was from an Indian brand, and that was a phone which had zero accessibility. <clears throat> it had <laughs> nothing in terms of accessibility. Frankly, it had no talkback, nothing. I tried to figure out that time. Many people told me, like the people who used to use the Samsung phones, they told me that you can use it with the uh, talkback. And for reference, I am partially blind. So I can use my phones without talkback. Like I use my current phone as well without talkback and without voiceover. And so coming to the my journey, basically the true journey started with my Panasonic P11 in 2013. Uh, it was an Android 4 device. And at that time I was so fascinated by the talk back, like how uh, easy it was for me to read stuff like I didn't know that we can magnify the screen at that time. So it was really tough for me to read the screen. And that time, you know that the phones were just five, five and a two inch uh, of size. And it's kind of tough to read without dark mode. And any other stuff, you know, like the earlier in Android, you all know that. So the it was a kind of relief to me. And I remember. Uh, I when I first started typing on my phone, it was so fascinating. Like the keyboard which we used to use on our laptop, that same kind of keyboard with that QWERTY, QWERTY, like it was so fascinating. Then I uh, basically myself, I had no teacher. Uh, basically, my mom was my teacher. Like she is a normal woman, and she told me that. Uh, hey, you can uh, message me on my phone to learn that how you can message a person. Like at that time, I was not using the WhatsApp, the normal text message. I started to learn that. And frankly, I did everything myself. And I would like to give you one memory. Like we had, when we used to open the global context menu, it was a round bucket bowl kind of thing. You all might remember, right? It was some different kind of thing. It was not the list. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and it was so different. Like, and then I moved to Asus phone. Like, I have changed. I have never repeated the phone except Samsung. Like, then I moved to the Asus, and that launcher was also accessible. Like, Panasonic had stock Android, and Asus had its own Zen UI. So it was a. Uh, it was a Zen Phone 5. It was a really good phone. Like it was just 10,000 rupees and it had a metal frame and so cool. At that time, I was feeling like it was one of the unique phones at that time. And it had, I was uh, very much using it. Basically, I never used Talkback in the real true sense at that time, at least, because uh, I used to just uh, use the screen. 
because that time we had a very good function which was the pause feedback that was really helpful because now we have it in commentary skin reader at that time we had the tool function in our talkback as well and then <laughs> basically then i moved to a blackberry which was not an android so let's keep that one it was also a good one then i again came back to a chinese brand xiaomi it had some accessibility bugs like many accessibility bugs so i skipped it out then i got my realme phone and it was better like then i basically started to use talkback more and started exploring it more like i find now like after that i went to samsung because people told that hey man you are using talkback and you don't know that samsung is the most accessible and that time i decided that okay i need to go to samsung i went to samsung with m30 at that time in 2019 i basically loved it because it had good accessibility features the ui was accessible and then right now my current device is galaxy a22 5g and it's also a good device and right now the most irritating thing for me is the samsung talkbacks latest version like today i inst- uninstalled the latest version and installed the old one the stable one but still the it got the same features which are there in the 13.5 so it's 13.1 point something but still i have features of 13.5 man like automatic that image description is annoying me now so now you can ask me your questions like this was from my side you can ask questions and then i can answer it a more better i think okay so the typical conditional question that i always ask um mm-hmm. that warren loves the most <laughs> which screen reader do you use <laughs> oh, like, no. oh no frankly, oh frankly, no frankly frankly i speak uh, on yep. my volume and volume and power up i have google talk back and if i press the both volume keys i have g show as well as Samsung Talkback. So the same way it. I have mine set up. <laughs> so you have you have the best screen reader on the phone. Yeah, and sure. uh, on iPhone, of course, VoiceOver. I use VoiceOver. Uh, did that answer Miriam's uh, question? Yeah, but I mean, I'm I'm pretty <laughs> sure after today he's going to switch completely to the CSR. I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, because I'm I'm great, you know, I'm awesome, and people. Once they listen to my series, they just I, I listen. Okay. I listen your uh, series. Yeah, you do. Okay, I have a fan. Yeah. Come on, yeah. yeah. But okay. but the thing is, I don't use uh, regular uh, screen readers. Like, if you someday come to my home and uh, open my phone, then there is no screen reader activated right now. I use my phone most of the time with magnification. And so okay. Miriam has a potential. Convert to the confused screen reader. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Diani, for that wonderful Android journey story. And with that, we come to the end of today's episode, and we're looking forward to seeing you guys next week. We want you to come to that party, and from me, it's goodbye. So, people to locate us, they can email us with their questions or feedback or. comments or recording submissions to contact us at blindandroidusers.com they can browse our website blindandroidusers.com 
check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash blind Android users. Subscribe to our mailing list, blind Android users, plus subscribe at groups.io. The links for Telegram and Twitter Clubhouse will be in the show notes with all the other links. So that is it from us this week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye, fakes. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to another clip from the Blind Android Users channel. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you're notified of every new material that we upload. Thanks again for listening to the Blind Android Users channel.